0: Welcome back to another episode of Stupid Money Presented by the 610 Podcast Network I am your co-host CJ Donafrey, Alongside Billy Bruno Well into uh, the end of the Philly season Um, It's kind of like a past memory already What do you say?
1: It honestly is. Um, Still very disappointed, but at this point we're so used to it. And there's just so much more disappointment coming through that, you know, the wound has healed a little bit. Um, It's time to move on.
0: I've already kind of like numbed out the season, you know, in a way, like it's kind of like, I'm so just done. Um, Klintak has been fired. I think that's a new update since our last um episode and i'm excited you know
1: well not new, fired
0: new, not been fired being, you're right
1: he's been yes. reassigned
0: he's been reassigned actually i think he technically he technically stepped down which was very interesting to see i did not see that um coming but it was kind of maybe i think it was maybe like a, a kind of like forced step down kind of aspect because, you know, he is owed $6 million and I would assume Middleton wanted to utilize that $6 million in some capacity. Um, But I mean, honestly, I'm fine with it. They'll shove him in some type of analytics department somewhere, crunching numbers with Excel sheets and he'll be fine with that.
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that as well. Just put him on the data analytics team, let him do his thing. Honestly, that's probably what he's just fit for. Um, I did not – I was not surprised by the stepping down because I do think it was a, a forced step down, like you said. And yeah. um, if they're going to keep him in a different um, role, I mean, that's that's what makes sense. And it's just a classic Phillies move. Like, even with Charlie Manuel, he wasn't fired. They reassigned him. He's a special advisor to the team. And I think they've done that before. They did it with Gary Matthews uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's a classic but, Phillies
0: move. Yeah, it is what it is. And I, honestly, I think in, in the right type of uh, situation, he can be really good, like a small analytics role, like you said. Um, but I think the plan for this episode is um, to kind of place ourselves in the shoes of the GM and kind of conduct our own offseason. um how we would do it. You know, we don't really know. This isn't necessarily a prediction of what's going to happen. That's really dependent on who they hire as a GM and their tendencies and Milton's uh, willingness to spend money. Um, but yeah, this is kind of just like a fun fantasy land kind of game that we're going to play. And we'll see, we have, we haven't talked before this, so I really have no idea what you're going to do. You have no idea what I'm going to do. This should be fun.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see if we have any like feasible ideas um, that actually are realistic for the team to do. Because, oh, yeah, we are. I did see that we are um, like opening up $60 million in space because Arietta's off the books. Yep. David Robertson's off the books. Didi is off the books as well. And JT. So you would think that they would use some of that money to hopefully re-sign some players. And then I also saw that you could get rid of a couple more million if they let go of Vince Velasquez and Hector Neris. So we'll Mm -hmm. see. I know what I would do for both of those two players. I don't know what you would do with them.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was actually looking into kind of the offseason. And we do have a decent amount of wiggle room um, to – fix things that need to be fixed and possibly even retain players that we want to retain. Um, So without any further ado, what do you think, what, what's the first, first move you would do? Like first priority, first day of free agents are able to talk to other teams first day they're able to sign. Who are you going out and getting?
1: You hand JT real mutual a contract (laughs) for I'm going to say $21 million. Okay. Um, I would not hit 25. The most I would probably go is 23 per average annual value. Um, if possible, I would do a, like, decreasing amount per year. So I would give him more. Front-loaded uh, a little bit. Front-loaded a little bit where he's going to be playing catcher all the time and not a possible move to first base in the future. So that's what I would do, Um, but I would not hit 25. I would not go that high because I would not shoot ourselves in the foot when we have other things to address. So I don't, how high would you go for a JT contract?
0: So I just wrote down my contract. I think we're gonna give him a seven year deal with the average annual value of $23 million. Now, that is on – that's probably the height of what I'd give, you know. I would be so close to walking away if he's even 23-and-a-half, 24. Um, I think JT knows the situation that they're in, and I think he knows that they're pressured to re-sign him because of the situation with who they gave up and, you know, the window. Um, Honestly, I think I would be happy if that actually does happen, if they get him back in any capacity, right?
1: Yeah, seven years is a lot, but I'm going to use the same reasoning for the Harper deal is because you got to think that the cap is going to just keep increasing every year almost. Mm-hmm. It might go down a little bit in the next couple of years because of the pandemic and the financial situation of the league and the teams. But um, in general, it just keeps going up. So if you look at that in seven years, the $23 million might not be that much compared to what right.
0: I think, I think even last year to this year, it went up two mil.
1: So I, I would be fine with that. Seven years would be a little bit longer than I would like, because I just don't see him catching in seven years. Yep. I would want to do a five-year deal personally, but I'm sure he's looking for a longer one, but I, w- yeah. I would be fine. with. I would be fine with the seven. For an average annual value of 23 million.
0: I wonder if the length is what he's specifically looking at. And he would be, I wonder if he would be willing to drop it down, drop the money down each year in order to get that seven year deal. Like I know I said seven for 23, but what if he's only asking for 23 and 24 if it's five? But if it's seven, he'll drop it down to 20, 21. I think that's realistic. Because players nowadays are really looking just for, just for that security. you know.
1: I'm sure he's looking for the length um, because who's going to want to sign a catcher who's 35 years old after exactly. you know, a four or five year contract expires? He's definitely looking for the length there, which is why like, I'm a little iffy to give him that huge average annual value. But I would be fine with 23. I, I would not, still not hit 25 on that though for seven years. I think that would be a tad too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, second deal, what are, you, what are you doing?
1: So I am going to release Vince Velasquez. Like immediately. Just straight up, just straight up, get
0: him out of here? Okay. I'm
1: tired of him. I really am. I don't know how much money exactly they would save, but just get him out. I mean, it's been, what, six six years, five, six years with him. I know like he's an insurance policy for starting if we need him but I just feel like to save the money, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then I would try and restructure Hector's contract for, he's got one year left, which I believe is six or $7 million. I would try and sign him to a two year, $8 million deal. So 4 million per year. Um, He's coming off a rough year um, for him. He's shown he can play a little bit better in the past but i you need him our bullpen's so bad you need to try and keep him um i would just go for a little less average annual value if possible
0: i mean i would be fully here for that i mean i have in my off season i have them just straight up picking up his option so it's they're just paying the full 7 um but i mean i would be fully here for um restructuring that i mean i only have them I have them officially declining Arietta's option. I feel like that's just
1: oh of course, uh, that's, a, that's a guarantee.
0: Yeah, that's a given, and then I have them uh, declining David Robertson's. Um, however, I think I think bring back David Robertson on one-year cheap cheap is- all-get-out deal, along with picking up Maris's option and then also picking up David Phelps's option at 4.5.
1: I agree with picking up Phelps's option, and I agree with signing Robertson to a very cheap one-year deal. I love that move. High yep. risk, low reward.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, at that point, I feel like – I mean, he was a stud. With the Yankees, he was a stud. We were supposed to be getting a stud. And I feel like he's the type of guy – I did listen to some interviews. He's the type of guy that would want to show his worth. And I feel like he would want to come back and show the city of Philadelphia that he can still pitch at age 36.
1: I'm, I totally agree. And I'm looking here at Vince Velasquez's contract. It's $3.6 million. So I feel like that he is not worth $3.6 million. So that's why I'm releasing him. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's worth sticking around for an insurance policy for that much?
0: No, no. I think the experiment's done. I think it's been done. I mean, I've been so anti-Vinny Velo for so long. But nonetheless, I think he's gone. I think the new – I think there's a chance, depending on who they bring in for GM, if they're talking about – I know they're talking about um, the Rays GM right now, Eric Neander. I feel like if he's brought in – I think it's, uh, there's going to be a lot of players that are just wiped clean. I think he's going to absolutely make it his farm system, his back end of the rotation, like his team. Um, and I feel like a guy like Vinny Velo is one of the first to go.
1: Oh, I would agree. And I think that I saw, and I didn't like this idea, that our GM search might continue into next season.
0: Yeah. uh, I don't
1: like. I don't know. I want the GM running this offseason. Yeah. I don't want McPhail and Middleton doing it.
0: Because I feel like them, you know, who who's the interim GM? I Ned Rice or something. I feel like that's just telling the players, specifically Bryce Harper, that hey, next year's a wash too. Like next year, next year is kind of like status quo. And then the year after that, then we're going to start, you know, he doesn't want to hear that. He wants, he wants to sign the GM and get going. He wants to compete tomorrow. You know?
1: I agree. I agree. My next move will be difficult to pull off and I don't know how realistic this is, but I'm looking, I'm looking to trade Gene Segura. Okay. He's $14 million for what he's been producing the last two years is Mm -hmm. not worth it. It's just not worth it. I don't know who would take that money. We would really have to incentivize it. So we would have to trade some prospect. And I don't even know who we get back. But I just feel like $14 million was the contract of a 300 hitter, and he's hitting 270 here. It's just I don't feel like the production is there for that much money. But then again, I just don't know how much or how able we would be able to do that, pull that trade off.
0: That's really tough too. I feel like he's the type of guy. I mean, and he has, you know, I'm not sure if it's a full no trade clause, but I know there's some,
1: oh, I'm,
0: some bars on that contract. But he I feel like does
1: have a full no trade clause. I see that. Is right it full? Is it that's full? Pro- and that's probably not it. We can't do that.
0: Because yeah.
1: I was gonna say trade him, use that money to re-sign Didi. I gotta say, I don't think we can if we re-sign JT like we both want to. I don't mm-hmm. think we can reassign DD sadly. Well,
0: okay, so let's look on um I'm on Spo track right now and they're pretty good at like kind of evaluating what players are worth. Um see JT they have uh predicting he's going to sign for 22 mil. Um I'm trying to look for DD and see what they have him at. Um Let's take a look. All right, so he was – they don't have a prediction. Um, This year he was paid 14 mil. Um,
1: And I think it's going to go up.
0: I feel like it would go up too.
1: He played much better this year than he played last season.
0: So, see, that's so hard to say because I really don't know what he's going to get in the open market. And the open market scares me for both D.D. and J.T.,
1: I think DD is an eighteen million dollars a year player. That's eighteen, and I wouldn't give him eighteen million dollars a year if we re-signed JT. But I think that's what he's going to get in the open market.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't include DD in any of my um, my off-season plans, so I think he, I think, I really do think he's going to walk. And in that case, I think Segura moves back to short. Bohm at third. Um, well, I mean, I guess beginning of the season, it would be Bohm at first and kind of figure it out. Um, because they Hoskins claimed, is.
1: I've read an article today that claimed Hoskins was going to be back in time for spring training. And I, they said I'm, the recovery was four to six months, or, which, they said, which means he'll be back for spring training. And I'm like, wait, we're in October. So October to early November, November to early December to early January, to early February is four months right there. Yeah. So they said four to six. He, he could potentially not be ready for opening day in my mind.
0: Yeah. I mean, the one thing we do have going for us is that he's a position player. And it's not like he's putting that much stress on his arm. But still, even to swing, you know, he's not going to be swinging all throughout the winter. He's not going to be moving it. Even if it's quote-unquote healthy – you know, by March, I don't know, like early March, which could be clinically healthy by then. It's going to be, his arm's going to be so atrophied, and a big part about Tommy John is the rehab. That's a large part. And so I feel like that four to six months is a really optimistic evaluation on the time. Um, You know, I had a couple friends that had Tommy John, And the one was a position player. And it took him like a solid six, seven months to even get back to practicing shape. He wasn't even playing yet, even to start swinging again. You know, swinging gave him a lot of trouble early on.
1: I just looked up McCutcheon is making $20 million next season.
0: So I didn't include him into my offseason plans. However, I feel like if I put more work into my predictions, I would do something with that. I feel like you need you need to, you know, he's not a $20 million player. He's aging, he's slowed, he can barely play the outfield. You know, it was at times it was rough to watch this past year. You're adding another year next year to his age. He'll probably be soaking up that DH position most of the time. And I don't know what, that's the tough thing. What, like, do you think there's any, like, logical? You can't logical,
1: move it. You can't that's move it that's, yeah. Who's going to take him?
0: <laughs> yeah. I no maybe, one's going to take
1: him for $20 million.
0: Maybe the Pirates to fly a farewell tour, but, like, even that, no. Not for
1: $20 million. The Pirates don't want to spend any money. They yeah, got talk about anybody it. Who got, who's making more than $5 million.
0: Yeah, that's he tough to move.
1: been with him for a year, so he's going to be in left. For like fifty percent of the games, yeah. Bryce is in right, platoon and center, in center. My mind, mostly Again. mostly Hazley, um, but have I is Roman Quinn still here? I, I assume he is, right?
0: Um, I think he's arbitration eligible, so he'll prob he'll probably be back. Yeah.
1: So we got him on the bench. Um, possibly Moniac on the bench. Possibly him in AAA. Yeah, right. Booms either at third or first, one or the other. I guess Segura is still going to be here. No trade clause. Although, didn't he waive that to come to Philadelphia? So, he could waive it in the future. I don't know. Yep. Um, I doubt it because we probably – I don't see a contender wasting $14 million on him. So, I don't know. Um, I think the next moves that we got to talk about is pitching.
0: So okay, I have I have a pretty big one that again, very like I haven't seen these the Phillies and this player connected like at all. Um, this is just my utopia, you know, since he's one of my favorite players. All right, lay it on me. Trevor Bauer, one year, 22 million dollars. Get him in here, pretty much taking up that area at a contract, plus two million dollars more. You know, shore up – that's basically three aces, you know, in my eye, in my eyes. And Nola, Wheeler, Bauer, that alone is going to win you a lot of games. You know, Bauer gives that edge to the team, edge to the pitching staff. A lot of people hate him. I love him. I would be all over this move. I would be ordering a jersey in seconds after they sign him.
1: Why only one year?
0: So this is partially – on him. You know, I've heard him say he really only wants short contracts until he has this like crazy thing that he thinks he can prove to teams that he can pitch every fourth day. But that's some because he's so analytically driven in science and in, in arm care. He thinks he can prove that. And he says until then, he's only going to be signing one or two year deals. So, however, um,
1: I would be, I'd be, all, or I, I'd be open to every team for him for a year or two I'll yeah be all for that although totally. I don't know if I want him pitching every fourth day
0: that's I, true yep
1: so if he's if that's one of the reasons like if he'll only come here for, if he's pitching every fourth day I don't know if we can allow that I really even though that would be so nice to only have those three and Spencer Howard, or F- yep. even Eflin's there, though. That's a fine, very fine rotation.
0: That's a really, really, really good rotation that's up there with the rest of the National League, honestly.
1: I like that move. I would be all over that if we could outbid every other team. Mm-hmm. If we can't get a bona fide stud for a starter, here's a move I'm going to lay down on you. Okay. Cole Hamill's cheap one-year deal. Coming off an like injury, it. he's not going to have a big market coming back. Kind of the same thing with David Robertson. You sign him, slide him in there as your fourth starter. See if it works out. If it doesn't, you have to sign another like, back-end starter-type guy for a cheap deal in case someone gets hurt. Because if we're letting go of Vinny V, and we're signing like an older back to the rotation type of guy, someone goes down, who's going to fill in for that fifth spot? We're going to need to have some insurance right there. So mm-hmm. I think you would go two cheap guys, stash one in the bullpen, um, but he should be able to start. I was kind of thinking like a Joe Blanton quality player.
0: Okay, that just innings. Trade. Just yeah. absolutely innings. Like yep.
1: Kyle Kendrick quality player some guy who's going to have a four ish era but he won't kill you that's what i'm thinking as like the sixth starter you stash him in the bullpen if an injury occurs that's when he slides in
0: love it i'd be so happy with that um so if my calculations are right with the 23 going to jt um seven, four and a half and some change going to Nares Phelps and Robertson and 22 going to Trevor Bauer. That leaves about 22 or 20 mil. Yeah. 20 mil left below the luxury tax. Um, now I don't know if Middleton's opinion is going to change on wanting to go over the tax or not. Um, I'm hoping it is because that kind of even more wiggle room than what we do. Um, so the remaining 20 mil, I would probably just load up on relievers. Honestly, I would. I'm looking at Spotrack right now. Um, I would be all over. You know, bold prediction. Still got Girardi, Zach Britton, Dylan Betances, just bang bang Yankees relievers. Um, maybe even a Shane Green coming from Atlanta. Uh, Pedro Baez, only 33 years old, coming from the Dodgers. Keon I've said his name before, from the Pirates, has electric stuff. Couldn't really stay healthy in his time this past year, but he could be a quality piece. Just like I would just fill that bullpen with a bunch of 3 mil to 7 mil, you know, a year relievers.
1: I like that. I want to save some money. For a utility infielder type of guy, in case we so we have Segura, he's going back to short. Didi's gone. We need someone to play second base if Kingery's hitting the way he hit this past season.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
1: So I don't know who that would be, um, because if you're getting a starter quality type of player, it's going to require some money and eat up about forty percent of that twenty million dollars right there. So I don't know who that would be and who that would be available. But I, I think you got to have something there. You can't have – you're going to give Kingery the shot, if that's the case in my mind. But if he starts hitting below 200 again, you got to yank him.
0: Yeah, you want him to take – you want him to take the job and just run with it. However, he didn't really show a lot in the shortened season to uh, be confident in that. You, you want him to take it because he's on a team-friendly deal. And, you know, he's a Philly guy, drafted, produced. um, But, yeah, he really did not, you know, instill any confidence in fans or the coaching staff for that matter. I mean, we saw kind of in and out of the lineup towards the end of the season.
1: If we don't re-sign JT, I also think we need to sign a starting caliber catcher but a lower tier starting caliber catcher. I'm thinking a Kurt Suzuki type of player for a Mm. one-year two-year deal because we do have Marshawn in the minors hopefully he can become a decent catcher in the future but we cannot go into opening day with Andrew Napa as our starting catcher in any scenario
0: yeah I mean I'm pretty confident if hypothetically Real Muto is not re-signed I'm pretty confident in our catching position for the like after this year because Marchand is indeed younger than us too. So I do agree. Like, I think Kurt Suzuki, if he wants to play another year, I mean, he's getting up there. Um, Just one year deal of, I mean, there's a bunch of like an older experienced mature catchers that can like teach Marchand, especially on the catch, the actual catching receiving side of things, you know, Robinson Chirinos, Uh, Wilson Ramos again, who knows? Uh, Bunch of them, Tyler Flowers, Austin Romine, you know.
1: Now, Andrew Knapp is very cheap as well. So you keep him around, I guess. There's no sense cutting him. He's not a Mm -hmm. free agent until 2023. I just don't think you can have him as your top guy.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, That pretty much does it for me, but I'm kind of like looking at the names that are free agents and, you know, not tremendously big names, but, you know, this is just me in my mind. What if this off season Middleton's like, you know what, this is the off season. I plan to go over the tax. Let's spend money. There's a couple big names as in George Springer. Would you be interested in to, Shoring up the center field position alongside alongside Bryce Harper and signing George Springer?
1: That is not where I would spend the money. No. Not that position. If I was going to Wait, spend but- money, I want it on the catcher position with JT, and I want it in the bullpen, or I want another starting pitcher. I think Haisley is good enough to play in center, and – I think we could be better there and keeping him as a starter. And then we just allocate the money elsewhere for pitching.
0: I, I, would, think so I too. would much
1: rather do that. Um, but I don't think this is the year Middleton goes over the tax. Cause I don't, we couldn't make the playoffs when 18 has made the playoffs. And he has said that he will go over the tax if we have a chance to win the world series, not just be like a wild card team. So what signs were there this year? That would say, all right, yeah. If we get someone else, we're going to be in the top five next year, and even be better than the Braves.
0: Right. Yeah. I
1: don't think there is any sign. I mean, you got to think that the Braves are the clear-cut favorites to win the division next season.
0: Clear. That's the favorites. most frustrate. That's the most frustrating thing is because, like, I mean, you can, you can split this Phillies future up in many different ways. You can, I mean, I think there's still a pretty bright future you got some wiggle room this year like your window is as long as Bryce is the the MVP All-Star caliber player that he has been um so i think it's it's very bright um it stinks that the Braves art has have a much brighter future you know they've hit on some uh foreign uh signings uh with Acuña Albies it hurts tremendously that they were Willing to take such team friendly deals when they were so young, you know. Alby's contract, he's getting paid nickels for like the next five years. It's absurd to me. Um, they got Soroka, they got uh, uh, Freed, they got um, who's the third Soroka and Freed is just Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, um, you know, it's frustrating because. I always get so hyped up about the Phillies' future, and then I look at both. It was the Braves and the Nationals because the Nationals have Juan Soto. But now I guess we have to worry about the Marlins, too. You know, they look great, and they're really young.
1: We do have to worry about the Marlins. They're trending up. The Nationals are trending down, I think. I mean, obviously, look at Strasburg back. but Their team's getting older besides Soto. And, I mean, Scherzer, I mean – he has peaked already he's still very good but you get he's getting older as well uh, i just i think it's the Braves' thing division to win for sure marlins are on the up and up the mets should have been much better this season than they were like, they didn't have time to get their injuries that they normally do i really think that they like they should have been in the playoffs in my opinion i think we should have been in the playoffs as well but i think the mets should have been right with us um, but they're always going to have their problems, so I'm not including them in, like, being worried about them winning the division. So I think it's the Braves, and we're fighting for a wild card next season. I
0: agree. You know, it sucks to say, but I think next season it really is just kind of battling for a wild card spot.
1: Um, oh, would you, a question about a certain player. Would you bring back Jay Bruce at all?
0: Uh, that's tough. Um it might be time to move on from him. However, if depending on the money and if it fits, I feel like that is a good like one off to um kind of like a one-off to McCutcheon, if that makes sense. Kind of like Bruce could play DH, McCutcheon plays left field, and then switcheroo, McCutcheon, DH, Bruce left field for a game one game a week. I know he kind of stinks defensively. But it's a bet, you know.
1: I don't know if I bring him back or not. I love his power. I really do. But his on-base percentage is so low because he just doesn't hit the ball to the opposite field at all other than possibly to the left center gap. But, I mean, he can't shoot it out on the ground to left field. They just – you saw what the Rays did. They put four outfielders up against him and then shifted all their infielders over to the right side. And Jay didn't do anything about it. He hit a ball right into the power gap in right center, but the guy was right there. He didn't even have to move. Exactly. I don't know if we can bring him back. I don't know what kind of demand he's going to see on the open market. I feel like some team will pay him more than what what we should offer him.
0: Yeah, right. I feel like some AL team.
1: Yeah, he's a DH at this point. He's a DH. And we yeah. don't know if that's going to be in the National League yet for next season.
0: Yeah. So I think that'll wrap it up. I think that's all I want to talk about. Do you have anything
1: else? No, I think that's it. I'm just looking at the future salaries right now. And Duval Herrera is still, still there. Yeah. He's getting paid $10 million next season. So It would have been really nice if we could have gotten him off the books. I really don't understand how we – don't get him off the books for what he did?
0: Right. I feel like there has to be some some loophole or like a, a clause that, you know, I don't know.
1: Because I, I remember, feel like
0: there's some in other leagues.
1: I remember reading that they had to prove that they were cutting him for baseball reasons. And I just don't – if you do what he did, I don't see why you have to cut him for baseball reasons. And yeah. He, unless you're going to be held liable for the contract. Like, I think we should be out of it. I mean, I don't see any reason why we're paying him $10 million, but I'm st- if we're still paying him, I'm in the mindset of, I'd rather him get a little production out of him if we have to pay him than just stash him down. I know you said you would keep him in the minors, personally. I would have him just ride the bench, and if we need him, we need him. But I know you disagree
0: yeah maybe maybe i'll we should look into that and see like i mean that that is kind of weird i feel like in other in other leagues specifically the nfl like we've seen like if some if there's domestic violence issues like p- teams can get rid of that contract or at least most of it you know on terms of what the player did i guess maybe the the players associations are stronger in mlb or like the union strong i don't I really don't know that stuff that, you know, kind of like the really right, this fine This reminds
1: team. me of the Ray Rice and Kareem Hunt incidents with the NFL. Right? I mean, it seems like very similar situations, and they both got released.
0: And they were off the teams yeah. within, like, weeks of it happening.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why the Phillies are being forced to hold on to him, especially because MLB realized that what he did was absurdly wrong because they suspended him for the rest of the season. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't get it. I totally disagree with that rule because that—that would be another ten million dollars that we would have for Uh, this free agent class.
0: That's that's a that's a stud reliever. That that's an eighth inning guy. It is shut. Yeah. Like seriously,
1: that really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyway, that'll wrap it up. Um, within the next coming weeks, hopefully, more clarity will come about of whether the. Phillies are going to go ahead with their GM search or kind of rock with the Ned Rice era and stick with the interim manager, which we'll voice our opinions about when that time comes. Um, so with that being said, for CJ Donafrey and my co-host Billy Bruno, that's it. Peace out.